This is a Burn FM podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Funny Old Game podcast. You rejoin us in the second part of our Premier League predictions episode, where we will now be going through our individual awards. Without any further ado, let's get started. Okay, so next up we've got the individual awards. So that is top scorer, top assister, player of the season and best breakthrough. Matt, do you want to go first? Okay, the top scorer, I've gone Harry Kane. I think with Vardy injured, I don't think he's got much competition for this. He's been incredibly consistent. His like link up with Son has been just incredible, and yeah, he's going to keep banging them in definitely. But top assister, I've gone Kevin De Bruyne, especially with Man City coming into form. You know, he can get those balls to Foden, who can just finish with ease. And yeah, I think Kevin De Bruyne has been one of the most consistent players for a long time, and. Yeah, he's going to show that when he wins top assist of the year. Player of the season, it's a bit controversial, but I have gone with Bruno Fernandes. It may just be Man United fans raving about him, but I do think he has completely changed their team. Even like the like last season as well, and he has just continued into this season. They would not be in second place without him. He's been, to borrow a cliche, a transformative signing. You can disagree with me if you want, but that's just how I feel about Bruno Fernandes. He's been very good. Best breakthrough, I've gone with Matty Cash. Ooh, nice. He has come in Premier League looking like he belongs here. He had a he had some dodgy moments at the start. You know, he loves to slide tackle. He did <laughs> yeah, that really weird handball. Did that weird handball <laughs> against Southampton, but he has slid into Villa like he belongs there. Cash and Target have been very good fullbacks this year and it's really helped Villa carry on okay well for uh, for my four I've gone uh, my top scorer I've gone Calvert-Lewin um, because I, I actually think I've rated him a lot and I think with Hammers coming back and Everton you know, having not played a couple of games a couple of games behind everyone else I think he will be the top scorer I think he will edge out Kane and the reason I, the reason I say that is because of Tottenham system and just the fact that he plays so much deeper and I know he has scored a lot of goals but I think he won't score as many as Calvert-Lewin's because he's just so much deeper he's got his back to goal a lot more and he's assisting a lot more and I think he's had a really great season probably his best ever but I think he's that... actually top assister right now exactly yeah so I think that that part of his game does hamper his goals a little bit even though he does probably have a better overall season my top assister I would have gone Kevin De Bruyne as well but I think this injury for the next, I think it was like up to 10 weeks, I think will really oh, hurt yeah. him. Um, yeah. And I've actually gone for, for Jack Grealish because I just think he's so important to everything Villa do. It'll be tight, but I think Grealish will eventually edge it out just because he'll have those extra games touch with Jack. Player of the season, I've actually also gone for Bruno Fernandes just because I think City have a much more, you know, City, who I think are going to win the league, are much more team orientated with De Bruyne out. So I don't think there's like one standout player for Man City, but for United, it's everything's Fernandez. Every single thing comes through Fernandez, and I've got to say, as much as I 
dislike them. He wins so many penalties that he, he, he could be top scorer and top assister just through that. Uh, best breakthrough. I mean, I'm very, very biased, but I think it's going to be Smith Rowe. I think he's got a lot to prove this year. He's 20. He's not as young as some of the other players that have come through. And I think he just fits the system really nicely and just plays nicely. I think that like best young breakthrough player, I think it would be him. I do agree Matty Cash has had a really great season, but for me, I, I just I think Smith Rowe, second half of the season, could be really important to Arsenal. Um, there's some controversial choices there from both of you, but I think we'll all, all agree that mine are the correct choices. <laughs> um, for the Premier League top scorer, I've gone for Harry Kane. I agree with Matt. I think he's been crucial to Tottenham this season. Him and Son's partnership has been brilliant. I think um, the he's only second by one to Mohamed Salah, who's not been great recently. And then he's also top tops the assists at the moment. So I think with him and Son getting such a high percentage of Tottenham's goals at the moment, I think Harry Kane will finish top scorer. Um, okay, top assister. I've also gone for Jack Grealish. I think he's third in the moment at, in the table at the moment. But he's so crucial to everything that Villa do. Um, everything goes through him. He's been playing on the left more this season, which I think does really suit him. Um, cutting in, beating players. He can, and with Watkins up front, who I think is a good finisher as well. I think Grealish will be the top assister. Um, player of the season. I've gone for the same as my top scorer. I've gone for Harry Kane again. Uh, I can feel the knife in Robbie's hand. <laughs> um, yeah, he does top the assists at the moment, and he's second in the goals. Um, as I've explained before, I think he's really crucial, and I think he's having a really good season. He had a, a game against Man United early in the season when they when they thrashed them 6-1, and I thought, wow, Harry Kane this season really is back to his best. And best breakthrough, I've gone for a bit of an out-there choice, something a bit different. Um, someone in the same position to what Matt said, Another English right back, uh, Tariq Lamptey from Brighton. That is a good choice. That's a good, That's a good choice. Because I know he's injured at the moment. He's not really played through uh, January, but before that, he he was really impressive. I know Brighton signed him from Chelsea around a year ago, but uh, every time I've seen him going forward, he's powerful. He's quick. He's got good delivery. He's scored goals. Defensively, he's really sound, really solid. And I think Chelsea could regret letting him go. So yeah, I've gone for Tariq Lamptey. Okay, so now we're moving on to the moment we've all been waiting for to rant about our own teams. Um, What's so, the start? Yeah, yeah within <laughs> this, just for listeners, uh, we're going to look at where you'll finish in the season, the top scorer, player of the season, new signing of the season, most disappointing signing of the season, and then rate the manager out of 10, as well as the most promising youngster. Uh, Matt, because you were so pes- pessimistic, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you the first go. So for top scorer, I've gone with William Jose. <laughs> because no, which no, no player has more than four goals in this team this year. We do not score. It's been it's been tragic, really. But player of the season, I've gone with Pedro Neto. He has become amazing. He's really he really only broke through into the team at the end of last season. But I think he's single handedly carried Wolves on his shoulders more than Adama Traore has done on the right. And without Podence, uh, it's just everything runs through Neto. Although Neves would be a close second, I think. New signing of the season. I struggle with this because, you know, we, we bought the youth and it hasn't worked out so far. But I've gone with Nelson Tomato. We paid a bit much for him, but he 
picked up a bit his form in the last couple of games. He struggled to get used to the Premier League, I think, at the start, but he's become quite solid in the last few games. Most promising player is Pedro Neto again. Hopefully we don't lose him. I think big, te- big teams should be looking at him definitely. He is one of the be- better than Jota he could be, I think, in the long run. he's uh, He's got such control of the ball. His dribbling is so good. I think he... So, yeah, I think that is going to help him and William uh, Jose are going to be a pairing, I hope. The most disappointing player of the season, I've gone with Connor Cody. He has been found out by the back four we've been playing. He is clearly not a solid centre-back that we need. He worked in the back three because Bolly and Saiz would kind of hide some of his problems. Because Connor Cody, he really just wants to pass the ball out front. The defending is sometimes solid, but sometimes he just makes mistakes. He's not quite tall enough. When you watch him and Bolly together, Bolly just stands out far more. Bolly is the... Even though both of them led to a penalty against West Brom, Bolly is just more solid. And I think next season, we need a new centre-back to go along with Bolly. And... Wow. To rate the manager out of 10 so far, I'm going to give him a 4 out of 10. I think this experiment with the back four has gone on too long. It's clearly not working, and he needs to find something else because the football's gone stale. We're not creating anything. We're not scoring goals. We're conceding so many. It's just not been great so far this season, I think. So going back to a point you raised, Matt, about um, Wolves going to a back four, why do you think Nuno's been so insistent on playing a back four this season when being in a back three has been so successful for Wolves throughout the Championship and throughout the first uh, two seasons in the Premier League? I think towards the start of the season, he said he wanted to try a more possession-based football. And the back four, I think, was what he wanted to do with that, so that we had more in the midfield or up front to pass the ball like together. And I think our best moments have been from counter-attacks. You know, when we scored, when Neto scored a great goal against Chelsea to win it in the last minute. It was off a counter-attack, and that is kind of the core of the team. Triore and Neto, they got the pace to do that. And, yeah, I think he, he made a choice that has been wrecked, obviously, by our lack of squad depth. So if we had Jimenez, we would have scored a lot more goals. But at a certain point, you can't blame all that just on injuries, and the back four has been a bad idea. I'm just going to defend Connor Cody a little bit. Because I think I think you're being a, a bit harsh. Because I think that surely it should be the job of the manager to get the best out of his players and not throw them into a system that I'm familiar with, which exposes the club's captain. And I know that he should step up and, and play better. But I think it makes sense if if he's struggling so much and the team are kind of struggling so much that to go back to what they know and then look forward and build to the system that he wants. I think both should have done better is my final answer to that. So both Nuno and Cody should have done better. I mean, Cody was so bad against West Brom, he got subbed out for the first time at Wolves. Yeah. For Saeed, uh, so, so Saez could play where he was playing, and we were much more solid after that. So I think in, in Nuno's new system, Cody's looking a bit obsolete. Despite him being such a great captain, such a great leader, I think he needs to be in a different position, or we need to upgrade on him next year. Okay. Jack take it away okay so obviously I've got 
Villa to finish in 8th place this season, just outside the European places. Honestly, it's been such a brilliant season for us. Um, it's just a joy to watch every time we play. I think pretty much every game we play, bar one, Leeds, we've been, um, we've been pressed. We think we should have got something out of the game. Um, some of the football is brilliant. It's slick. We're scoring goals. We're looking really solid defensively. So we really are just a joy to watch at the moment. Top scorer, I've gone for Ollie Watkins. I think he's got nine goals so far this season. He scored against Newcastle to end a nine goal. Um, sorry, he scored against Newcastle to end a nine-game goal drought. Um, but he does tend to get his goals in twos or threes. Like he scored two against Arsenal, so to remind you, he scored a hat trick against Liverpool. And I think second half of the season he'll find his feet with the, with the players he's got around him creating the chances. I think he'll be our top scorer. Player of the season, it's a tough one, but I've got to say Jack Grealish just because of how integral he's been to us. Um, yeah, assists, goals, every season he just seems to get better and better. Um, there's a few shout-outs to a few other players. I think Ezri Konsa at the back has been phenomenal. Um, he's really outshone Tyrone Mings this season. And he's another one I think could be looking at an interim call-up in the next few years. The full-backs, Matt Target and Matty Cash, have both been brilliant. Um, midfield, John McGinn, Douglas Luiz has got a really good partnership. So, yeah, there's so many players we could have picked for this, but I've obviously I've got to stick with Jack Grealish. New signing of the season. Sorry about this one, Robbie, but it's got to be Emmy Martinez. Um, I, I couldn't believe we got him for the price we did. He just seems to be the complete goalkeeper. He's so calm, come into everything, catching crosses. Some of his saves are amazing. He really has kept us um, in games. And I think he's got nine clean sheets out of 17, the second most in the league after Manchester City. So re really impressed with him. I could have picked any of our signings, really. Watkins, Cash, Barkley, Traore. They've all been really good. But Martinez is the one who stands out. Um, our most disappointing player of the season. This was kind of a hard one. I, di I didn't really know who to say. I thought maybe Tyrone Mings. A couple of games he's played, he's made the odd mistake. And sometimes he thinks he's a bit better than he is on the ball and he can have the ball taken off him. But he is still integral to, to how we play. I think whenever we're defending corners, he's the one who heads it away. He's the one who's always there to make the blocks and the tackles. He can be prone to mistakes, but... If I had to pick someone, maybe him, but I'm, I'm probably being a bit harsh there. Um, most promising player, I have gone with Louis Barry, who is the 17-year-old who we signed from Barcelona a year ago. Um, originally started out at West Brom, had six months at Barcelona, and then came back to Birmingham at Aston Villa. Um, was thrown into the game against Liverpool a few weeks ago because of COVID reasons, and played really well. He was outstanding. Um, obviously scored the goal, finished it really nice. So I'm not sure we'll see him this season, but I think in the years to come, Louis Barry is going to be a name to watch. And rating the manager out of 10 so far, I've given him 9.5. I generally don't think there's anything more he could do. I wouldn't swap him for any other manager in the Premier League. I think he's the best English manager out there at the moment, Dean Smith. So, um, yeah, just overall, really good season. Really happy with all the new signings. Dean Smith doing a brilliant job. Hopefully more of the same. One question I do have for you is how... Okay, so Villa have this amazing season and let's see, they, they, they are likely to continue that in the second half. How do you build on this season? Like, do, do Villa have the money to then now buy the calibre of players and get them into, you know, say, Europe? Um, yeah, 
I definitely think we do. We've got um, the new owners that came in in our last season in the championship, and they've spent, they've invested a lot. I think we spent close to 200 million in the last two summer transfer windows. I think the season we first came up, we lost um, about 12, 13 players because of players we'd had on loan and people leaving on free transfers, etc. So that year was really about building the squad. It was about quantity. We bought a lot of players for sort of between five and ten million. Not necessarily all had the quality we needed. I'd say that's why we finished in just above the relegation zone. But this year, in the summer, we were able to buy quality. We were just filling in the gaps with positions that we needed. So instead of spending five million on ten players, we were able to spend say twenty million on five players, which is sort of what we did. Um, and I think that'll be the same sort of strategy going forward. Instead of buying in bulk, we'll just be sort of filling in the players that we'll need here and there. Like um, we're rumoured to be signing Morgan Sanson, a midfielder um, from Marseille, for around 15 to 20 million pounds in the coming days. I think he he looks really good. Connor Horahanks has left for Swansea, so that's sort of a direct replacement. And that's why I think we're going to be pushing on because we're sort of moving on the players who have done well for us, like Connor Horahan, but we're. Um, we may be sort of past that kind of level now, so I do think the investment's been good, it's going to get good, and we're going to push on. Very nice. Should I, should I start? Uh, this is yeah. going to be the most controversial segment of the show. Well, okay, I'll I'll go through my my list first. You come here and say Arteta is an incredible manager. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll go through <laughs> I'll go through the list first, and then I'll give a little bit of uh, some reasoning, and then I'll get battered. But here we go. So I think we'll finish seventh in the league. I think our top scorer will be Lacazette. I think our player of the season will be Saka. I mean, I, that man. I have so much love for the nineteen-year-old. He's just really carried us. New signing of the season, I think, will be will, is Partey so far, and he's only played four games, which I think shows you how good I think he is, considering how brilliant Gabriel's been since he came in as well. I just think Partey is class above. Uh, most disappointing player of the season is no doubt in this one. It's Willian. I mean, he's been dire. Um, I think a lot of it is just that he doesn't fit the system we play, and he just is absolutely all-time low confidence. Every time he gets the ball, he just looks like he's going to give it away or turn back and pass it back which is just what you not, what you don't need for an attacker most promising youngster I've already talked about uh, is Smith Rowe I think he is really going to be really important for us moving forwards um, and rate the manager so far out of 10 I'm going to go 6 and I know that seems high but the reason I think 6 is a suitable number is because really what this season has shown to every Arsenal fan is that there is a real job to be done at the club and I think that in being able to survive that terrible period where it looked like we were going to be in a relegation battle is a really impressive job and holding the dressing room which stayed with him throughout is, is a really impressive thing because if you look at what happened last season with Unai Emery we, start, we were doing like we we're doing badly but not nearly as badly as we did with Arteta and he lost the dressing room really quickly and you could see that but I think Arteta what he did was he held on to them and I think he's held on to his job through that my my, my okay so my my reasoning for seventh I'm gonna say as a big caveat on this big asterisk and that is dependent on players staying fit because I think Arsenal have a good first team I think that with Partey coming back with the signings we've made with the players we've got with the young players we've got um I think we've got a good first team 
I think also this player, uh, Martin Odegaard, coming in from on loan from Real Madrid, I think he's going to be really good um, for the second half of the season, hopefully, fingers crossed. But I think the problem for Arsenal, and the reason we won't get any higher, and the reason that if we have any injuries we'll definitely finish lower, is because the squad depth is just so poor, especially going forward. You know, And so I think that if our first team stays fit, I think the system he's got play, uh, with the young players is playing well. I think if they stay fit, seventh is a realistic target. But again, if there's any injuries, that comes lower. What are your thoughts? So, question from me. Um, why do you think Arsenal are so reliant on the young players like Smith, Rowe and Saka? And do you think that's a failure on the club that, play, that senior players such as Xhaka, David Luiz, Obama Yang, the whole Ozil situation, players like that, do you think... Um, that's a failure on Arsenal that these players are not playing to their potential the, th- the thing is I think it's definitely part of a, a bigger failure in terms of recruitment even these players aren't playing to potential I think that some of them just weren't really good enough in the first place and as much as I defended Pepe I think he's he's only good enough as a squad player he's never going to be the star that we signed when that we thought we signed when we bought him I think that's just definitely part of a wider recruitment failure. But I think that the only reason we have any hope this season is because of the academy. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, relying on the academy. I think the dream scenario for Arteta is a team of young players surrounded by more experienced players who support them, which I think we've kind of achieved at some points this season. But we've been burdened with the squad players that have been bought in in previous years. You look at Ozil situation, the Kolasinac situation, Mustafi still at the club somehow, Socrates being released. You know, all these squad players really holding the side down. So I think that there there is a really big job in just shifting all that weight. Oh. So we could we could probably talk about this for, for <laughs> days, but I think we're probably out of time now, aren't we? Yeah, I think um, I think, yeah, I think so. so. It'll be really interesting to come back to this podcast in a few months time and see if any of us any of our predictions come to life let's say I think the the best prediction is Matt predicting William Jose as Wolves <laughs> top scorer without him actually playing a game yet I have yeah. the faith <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't even seen him <laughs> uh, forward to that one. well thank you all for listening it's been a really fun podcast to make and let's see what happens bye everyone bye bye everyone <laughs>